Today is Sri Nityananda Trayodashi, the uh, anniversary of the appearance in this world of Sri Nityananda Prabhu. So in the beginning of this talk, uh, we'll do two things. One is to turn off our cell phone, if we have one and if it's on. And the second thing is to pray for the special mercy of Lord Nityananda, so that we can stay awake and see that everyone looks very tired, probably due to getting a lot of the mercy of Lord Nityananda late at night, last night. Yesterday I was... uh, mentioning how Varaha Dev is maybe the most, from the conditioned soul's perspective, is maybe the most unusual form of the Lord. Naravapu Tahara Sharup, the original form of the Lord, is uh, human. You may say, well, how is that? How can you say that he's human? We are human. But actually, he is human, and we are just perverted reflections of humans. When we say the word nara, that's the nara. Sanskrit term for man or human. Is that nara. in Tamil also? Yeah. He says yes, because he speaks Brahmin Tamil. They understand. Yeah, it's not Tamil. Well, theoretically, all Sanskrit words are part of Indian languages. So in every other Indian language apart from Tamil, Nara is understood to mean a man or a human being. Or maybe not Manipuri, but all the languages derive directly from Sanskrit. All the, ma- all the main languages. It means not the uh, tribal languages. Probably. So when we say Nara or Purush, it's understood to mean a human, especially a man. But actually it means Krishna. It's just that we, actually all words indicate Krishna, but particularly uh, these terms, they're names for Krishna. Just like I came across recently one Gujarati lady, her name was Nari, which means woman, but that's what we think. It actually means it's a name for Radha. So we shouldn't think that because... God has a human form, then this is some kind of, what do they call it, anthropomorphism, which means to imagine that, imagine God to be like what we are like, to be like a human being. It's rather, he imagines us, and therefore we have these kind of forms. So the original form of the Lord is uh, two-handed, human-like form. Or more accurately speaking, the form of human beings is... uh, two-handed, human-like form, because the real human form is that of Bhagavan, Krishna. So two-handed forms of the Lord are Krishna, Balaram, then uh, Ram, Lakshman, Bharat, Chatrugna, uh, Vamana, then uh, among the original Vishnu forms, that's that's it. There are many Shaktavishavatas also. I can't think of any just now. Uh, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. And Advaita Prabhu, whose 
four-handed in his Mahavishnu form, but two-handed is as Advaita Acharya. So, for persons who are in the uh, infancy of their spiritual life, it will be easier for them to accept that uh, those that, that God's form is human, rather than that of a uh, pig, tortoise, fish, half man, half lion. Nityananda Prabhu uh, is human, supreme, Paramparush, supreme human. Uh, but still, if we uh, see his behavior, we may think that he's not superhuman, but he's subhuman, because his behavior is often uh, unusual according to the uh, norms of human society. Of course, we would expect Bhagavan to be, his behavior to be unusual. If he was just exactly like an ordinary person, then uh, what would be the meaning of him being Bhagavan? Mm. So many foolish people, they're going to the office and uh, coming home every day and thinking they're Bhagavan. What is the symptom of their being Bhagavan? Zero. Zilch. Zifer. Shunya. How do you say it in Tamil? Pujyam. Pujyam. Oh, they do puja to the Shunya. The Shunya body. But there's another way of... Uh, yeah, so Bhagavan is unusual. For instance, he shows his Vishwarupa, which only Bhagavan. He holds Govardhan Hill. I have no objection to all these people who claim themselves to be Bhagavan. I'd just like them to uh, show some Leela of Bhagavan by holding a hill. And if they can't do it, they're feeling a little weak because it's Kali Yuga, maybe... We can uh, get one big crane and drop a big rock on them. So it should be no problem for them to catch it and hold it because they're Bhagavan. Because if they're not Bhagavan, then we'll very quickly have one less bogus Bhagavan in the world. And the world will be better for that. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, Bhagavan acts in unusual ways. Atimartena Bhagavan. And uh, he is worshipped for that. And there are uh, people who are not Bhagavan who act in unusual ways, in uh, a manner that is considered uncivilized. And they are not worshipped, they are uh, rejected or considered most heinous for that. For instance, in civilized human society, which is now almost extinct in the world today, uh, drinking alcohol is considered uncivilized. For a uh, human above the age of uh, early childhood to go around naked is considered uncivilized. For a human above the age of yeah, about seven or eight maximum to go around naked is considered uncivilized. Nityananda Prabhu, well he doesn't drink exactly but he associates with, he goes, he will go in the place of the drunkards. If Previously in India, the caste rules were so strict, 
that if a person from a, a caste Hindu, as we now call them, was to be seen even once entering a place where uh, the, the, the booze shop, the uh, what do they call spirit shop or whatever, the, uh, then he would be out. He would be thrown out of his caste. If he went to the uh, area where the Chandals lived, he would be, the, the, a, a caste person would be thrown out of his caste. In the areas where the Chandalas live, all sinful activities take place. But Nityananda Prabhu goes to all these places to deliver the fallen persons to Krishna consciousness. He is glorified for that. If one associates with fallen people, uh, he's considered fallen. In Vedic society, the uh, Chandalas, they live outside the, the, outside the uh, area where the civilized people live. All, the, all these castes, they have their separate quarters, and the Chandalas, they live outside the city, outside the town. They are considered uh, incorrigibly fallen. Incorrigibly means uh, no hope of changing them. Nityananda Prabhu goes to such people to, uh, to bring the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to demonstrate the teachings of Bhagavad Gita. Mamai Vangsho Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatanaha. Every Jiva is part and parcel of Krishna. There is no uh, Jiva who is so fallen that they cannot be delivered to Krishna consciousness. But normally, uh, it's not considered possible that anyone from such a status can take to purified life. Such persons have to take birth again and again and again, and very gradually they can even begin their purification process. But Nityananda Prabhu, he goes among the most fallen to, to deliver them. Some uh, aspects uh, of Nityananda Prabhu's behavior is even more uh, remarkable or different to, difficult to understand. That is explainable, although uh, people who are... It is explainable why Nityananda Prabhu uh, uh, goes among the most fallen people. Although uh, people who are... Uh, adherence to strict caste rules, they might not accept this. People are more open-minded. They will glorify Nityananda Prabhu for his mercy. But among the other uh, activities that are considered unusual from the social perspective of Nityananda Prabhu is uh, sometimes entering the house of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Grihastha Lila, sometimes Nityananda Prabhu would enter stark naked when, when well above the age of childhood. Fully grown man. So, how are you going to explain that? That's pretty uh, wild behavior. Pretty. Nityananda Prabhu is known as Avadhut, which means a Paramahamsa uh, who is uh, not not only not bound by the rules of uh, the co the conventions of society, 
but uh, regularly, uh, without regularly, flouts them or doesn't follow them. Sometimes in Vaishnav society, the uh, the term avadhut is used to describe a, an eccentric devotee. This is uh, an incorrect usage. It should not be used. Just like we should not call a jiva bhagavan, we should not call a uh, anyone who is not on the level of a paramahamsa, we should not refer to them as an avadhut. Just as it is offensive to bhagavan to call one who is not bhagavan, bhagavan, it is offensive to Nityananda Prabhu and all actual avadhuts to call those who are not avadhuts an avadhut. Of course it's understood when when an eccentric devotee is referred to as avadhut that it's in joke, but even in joke it's not proper. Similarly, when there's some unusual happening uh, it takes place among devotees, we may refer to it as a leela, but that's also incorrect. Maybe very occasionally in joke, just to... If it's used in joke occasionally, that that, uh, shows the contrast between our foolishness and the divinity of the pastimes of the Lord. But if we make a habit of uh, using these terms in the wrong way, then uh, we, we actually come to misunderstand the meaning of the term. That's one reason why the English language is always changing. Just like, for instance, uh, <clears throat> you might refer to uh, some, some situation which... Uh, very quickly changes, you might, and very quickly, well, just like, for instance, uh, someone's business, they have a little tea shop, and almost overnight it it seems to uh, turn turn into a chain of restaurants. So you might call that a quantum leap. Now you're going to have difficulty. Okay, I'll just say it in English. But it's not... So then the, the actual understanding of the term quantum leap becomes confused with that. It's a, it's a, it has a specific application, but when it's applied generally to any quick, sudden change of events, then it's uh, the, the actual meaning or the precise meaning becomes confused with the uh, metaphorical meaning. Okay, I don't translate that. That's... But Sanskrit is, uh, there are fixed meanings that shouldn't be, Sanskrit is meant for delineating the actual truth. Therefore it's very important to understand uh, all these terms very clearly, what they mean, and not misuse them. So actually Bhagavan, in, in all his forms, is avadhut. He's not restricted by the behavior of human society. Sometimes uh, some rascals, they blame Bhagavan for certain of his activities. They may blame Krishna for dancing with other people's wives or marrying so many wives himself. They may blame Ramachandra Bhagavan for the manner in which he killed Vali. Here in Tamil Nadu, they blame Ravana, uh, Ram for everything, for killing Ravana, which is, is good. It's manifestly a good thing, but they blame him. Some people blame him. 
But uh, everything that Bhagavan does is uh, beyond the rules of human society. Just axiomatically, just be, there's nothing he can do wrong. But particularly, uh, Nityananda Prabhu is known as Avadhut. Uh, because he acts as a sadhu within human society, a practitioner and preacher of Krishna consciousness. But his behavior is often uh, unusual by the norms or the conventions of human society. When Nityananda Prabhu entered the house of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu completely naked, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not disturbed. He shared some joking words with Nityananda Prabhu. Then he called for some cloth to make a coping for oh. Nityananda Prabhu. And having uh, dressed Nityananda Prabhu in that, he again took it and gave him some more. And he, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, shredded or, or made small uh, pieces of that coping which Nityananda Prabhu had worn. And he gave that, uh, those pieces of Kopin Prasadam to all his uh, male followers, male disciples who were present. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told all his followers, you keep this, you tie it in your shika. So by doing so, by the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, you can be free from all lust. So... Uh, in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu demonstrated that although Nityananda Prabhu uh, had exposed his transcendental genitals uh, by meditation on those genitals or by the mercy of those genitals, one could become free from the desire to misuse one's own genitals as everyone in this material world does and which binds them in this material world. Just like Shukadev Goswami, he... Um, was wandering naked, but the uh, young women, they were not disturbed by that because they could understand he's completely pure. Materialistic people worship the linga, the genital of Lord Shiva, so that they may gain material, they may gain various facilities to indulge the use of, indulge the use of their own uh, temporary linga that they have in this body. They think that Lord Shiva is the most successful materialist because uh, look at his uh, use of his linga. He appears to be uh, expert in enjoying material life by sexual contact. But those who are pure devotees of Krishna, they worship Lord Shiva knowing him to be pure devotee. Knowing Lord Shiva to be a pure devotee who is uh, actually uh, able to use his genitals in the service of, the, of Lord Krishna. And although to the perverted vision of materialists, Lord Shiva might appear to be the greatest materialist. Pure devotees of Krishna, they worship Lord Shiva, understanding Lord Shiva's uh, transcendental position and uh, pure devotees of Krishna pray to Lord Shiva that uh, by his mercy they may become free from the desire for the perverted use 
of their genital. So by appearing naked in the house of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Lord Nityananda Prabhu, he demonstrated th that as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is not bound by the conventions of the world. Uh, he demonstrated the foolishness of identifying with the body. And he demonstrated the uh, foolishness of desiring to enjoy any material body. And uh, he instead drew attention to the actual body that should be worshipped, the Satyarananda Vigraha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, Nityananda Prabhu's uh, activities are often very difficult to understand. Actually, for materialistic people, everything is difficult to understand. They don't understand anything. Ahankare mattahaya nitai pada pashariya ashattare shattakarimani. They being insane due to the false egoism. They forget Lord Nityananda. And they take uh, what, what they consider reality is just uh, a, an illusion. A non-reality. This material world is anityam asukam lokam. Everything here is temporary and miserable. Actual eternality, actual happiness is only possible with Nityananda. Nityananda is, uh, of course, a name for Krishna. But particularly this, uh, this form whose uh, appearance we are celebrating today, particularly he is known as Nityananda. Rajendra Nandanjai Shachi Shuta Hailo Shay Balarama Hailo Nitai, who is known as uh, the son or the, the darling child of Nanda Maharaj. Rajendra has become in this Kali Yuga the son of Shachi Mata, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Krishna has become Goranga. And Balaram or Hailo Nitain. Balaram has become Nityananda. Of course, Balaram is Nityananda. He doesn't exactly become, but conventionally it is said like that. Srila Prabhupada, uh, he wrote in Srimad Bhagavatam Prabhupada, maybe Chaitanya Charitama, that uh, he is. He has established the Krishna Balaram temple in Vrindavan specifically to show that Garnitai are non different from Krishna Balaram, to demonstrate this to the people of the world. And this is a very uh, great ambition. Most of the people of the world are not in the. They're not even interested in spiritual life. And if they are interested in spiritual life, then they tend to get misled. To understand the uh, reality, the truth of Krishna consciousness, it, it requires a very fortunate person. After many lifetimes, they may understand. After many lives, one who is, uh, actually attains knowledge surrenders to Krishna. Vasudeva Sarvamiti, understanding that Vasudev is all in all. But this uh, Vasudeva Sarvam, understanding Vasudev uh, as all in all, 
This is only a very beginning understanding of Vaishnavism. There's so much more to be understood about the nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How he appears in various... Even though he is one, Advaita Machutim Anadim Anantarupam, he appears in various forms. And what is his personality? Srila Prabhupada translated... Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter actually, because I only have to speak this far. Uh, <clears throat> well, he, he presented Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There are many uh, words which denote Krishna. There are many words which denote Krishna, many names you can say. Yeah. And they all have uh, various specific meanings. So if we say Parampurusha, Parameshvara, Bhagavan, Hari, Krishna, all, all these terms indicate the Supreme Lord. The Srila Prabhupada, of course, it's very difficult to translate this because... I tell you about how Prabhupada translated into English, and you have to understand English to understand the point. Anyway, Prabhupada, he presented Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead, emphasizing the personality. So even to accept that there is a supreme Lord, that's a, that's a great step forward for the bewildered conditioned souls. But often they... they they get stuck at that point. They, 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 or they, they kind of half accept that he's a person. Just like in one of the so-called great religions of the world, the, uh, the adherents are enjoined to bow down and pray five times a day. But if you say that the person that... Oh, whoops, sorry, you can't say that. If you say that the blank, blank, blank that they're playing to is a person, uh, they'll probably chop your head off. Or maybe shoot you. They vehemently deny that Allah is a person. Whoops, I didn't mean to say that. Anyway. <laughs> Allah comes and shoots me. <laughs> then who, what, and why are you praying? Who are you praying where, where are your prayers going to? He's in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the most merciful, what, who, why, when, or person. Allah. So they got stuck in a misunderstanding because they think that a person is uh, someone on the level of themselves. They cannot imagine supreme person. Or in another of the so-called uh, great religions of the world, they uh, accept that God is a person, but then they mistake him for the person who came to tell them about that person. And they say, that, well, God is this person who died on the cross. God was killed. So they have some... God is a person, but then they killed him. So it was a very, there were some very strange ideas. Yeah, they know the man. Is that <laughs> laughable? Some 
kind of joke or something. Is it? Is that what it means? And even in uh, the, the, the Vaishnavism, uh, many Vaishnavas, they get stuck on the, on the point of, like, just stuck at the point of accepting that he is a person. There's so much uh, establishing that he's a person in opposition to the impersonalism, the Mayavad of Shankaracharya, that uh, they don't really go much further than that. Hari Sarvotam, they say. I'm just always busy establishing this point. But uh, if he's a person, then all right, he's a person. It's, it's, it's not that you just meet someone and say, uh, you're a person. You're a person. You're a person. <laughs> and you may say, yeah, that's true. And I'm hungry. Can you feed me something? Oh, wait a minute, you're supreme. So what do you need me to feed you for? Of course, all Vaishnavas, they do worship the deity and feed him. But it seems to have never occurred to some of them that uh, you're feeding him with love is more pleasing to him than simply philosophically establishing that he's hungry. It's like a mother takes her son to the child to the uh, doctor and uh, says that, well, he's always complaining of stomach pain. And the doctor says, well, you have to feed him. He's hungry. So, simply to ascertain that someone's a person and they have personal needs and desires, well, that's a good start. But then if you, if you don't fulfill those needs and desires, then it's... Uh, where, where is the personalism? The Supreme Lord is the Supreme Person and even though he's supreme, he acts as if dependent upon his devotees. Just like uh, a man when he grows up, he may go away from his parents' home. That's normal nowadays. Previously it was unusual. So if he goes away from home, uh, he may go on eating idlis, as he did but whatever idlis he eats, they're never as good as his mother's idlis. He doesn't, he, he just eats it, but there's no real pleasure there. Put some more chili in the samba, try and get some pleasure. <laughs> but still... <laughs> still it's never as uh, pleasing as the mother's idlis. Because the mother's love is there. There's a lot of difference between sitting in the hotel, just eating your idlis. And in your school days, the mothers serving out the idlis, hurry up, you have to go to school. So uh, for the young man, or even older man, he can never taste any idli as good as his mother's idli. So the Supreme Personality of Godhead who feeds, who's the actual provider of every idli that's ever been cooked and ever will be cooked. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the actual provider of every idli that has ever been cooked and ever will be cooked. 
but he uh, becomes the child of his devotee so that he can enjoy the pleasure of being fed by his mother. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees who are living in Bengal, mostly they were in Bengal, they would come annually to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by walking. There was no other way to go. I, I, I guess you could have taken a, a ship, a, a boat along the coast, but they came by walking. By walking you would visit so many holy places on the way. Okay. And you would uh, bathe in various holy rivers. So Nityananda Prabhu would come in the group, which was uh, led by Shivananda Singh. Shivananda Singh would organize everything for the whole group. Uh, he would uh, he, advance planning was required, but after doing it a few years, they knew that okay, we'll all we'll take our prasad on the. On the third day in the evening, we'll stop in this village and we'll take prasad with these people and like this. Everything will be all right. So uh, one of the jobs of Shivananda Sain was to uh, organize the uh, crossing of the rivers, which meant not only uh, organizing boats, but the, uh, there was also, like we have on the roads now, the toll booth. You had to pay to cross, you had to pay the government to cross the rivers. So you can imagine uh, when paying the toll for crossing the river, when there was a big group, there could be a lot of confusion. And Shivananda might say, they might ask, how many in your group? And he might say, 273. So then the toll man would try to count them, thinking that Shivananda was maybe trying to cheat him. and said, well, I counted uh, 281. You're cheating me. On the, I'm, just speculating the I'm just giving no. some. You may say, no, you counted someone twice. He was standing there and then he moved over here. <laughs> I, I'm, I, there's no such description in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leelas, but I'm just giving some idea of what might happen. And uh, government officials all over the world, uh, they have some... Sp- I guess in the modern age they uh, put it down to genes. They have some genes of uh, unreasonableness and desire to extort. Okay, never mind. They, they tend to be uh, unreasonable. Very difficult to deal with. Looks like you're having some Ramba Kashtam also. <laughs> you're getting tired, you need a tra- change of translator. <laughs> so like that, uh, yeah, the, one evening, they were, they just in the evening they came to a, a river crossing. And the whole party was very tired and they just wanted to go over the river and... Uh, bathe and take prasad and rest. They've been, walk, been walking all day in the heat. They've been walking all day in the heat and they came across a uh, particularly difficult uh, toll collector. So Shivananda made a, a preliminary deal with the toll collector. He said, look, you know, this is going to take some time to work it out. So... These people, they're all very tired. 
been walking all day. Let them go, and we'll work it. I'll stay behind, and we'll work it out between us afterwards. So uh, the party crossed the river, and Shivananda stayed behind. But when they crossed the river, they weren't in much of a better situation because they didn't. Without Shivananda, there was no one to allocate them their residences, and uh, they, there was no prasad either. I mean, he had to arrange everything. They were totally dependent on him. So, uh, Nityananda Prabhu, one facet of his transcendental personality is that uh, he could get pretty upset sometimes. And uh, he cursed Shivananda. He said, Shivananda, what's he doing, the rascal? May all his children die and go to hell. Be careful, you know, make sure you get the prasad on time. <laughs> A Brahmin's curse is considered like, you know, that's it, you're finished. And Nityananda wasn't just any Brahmin, he's the Supreme Lord, so what he says must come true. So uh, Shivananda Singh's wife, when she heard this, she was very upset. In the meantime, Nityananda Prabhu is getting more and more upset. So eventually Shivananda came late. And uh, Nityanand gave him a good kick in the chest to express his displeasure at being uh, delayed for his... Come on! Shivananda said, oh, I'm very fortunate today. His wife was crying, Oh, Nityanand ah. cursed, all our children are going to die. Shivananda said, uh, yeah, let them die. He said, yeah, I put Nityananda so much trouble by delaying him. So, uh, without any more delay, Shivananda arranged for the uh, lodging and prasad for the party. So, Prabhu first. And, of course, we say prasad, but uh, for Nityananda Prabhu, everything is prasad. But uh, then Shivananda, he, he uh, thanked Nityananda Prabhu. Today you have accepted me as your servant. Today, by kicking me and expressing your displeasure, in other words, it was implied that Nityanand had taken the position of being totally dependent on Shivananda. Although Nityananda Prabhu is capable of manifesting a whole universe full of food, he felt himself dependent on Shivananda's mercy. This is the meaning of the personality of Godhead. Not a personality so high and far away that you can only grovel at his feet. Grovel means to... I don't know how you say that in Tamil, except for you. You think how to say it in Hindi? I'm thinking also. Oh, there's a word in Bengali, but it's it's like a sycophant, something like that. Anyway, Bengali won't help you. Rather, he will uh, express his dependence upon his devotee. Now, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift. He uh, takes us into the Inner, the, the inner sanctum or the, the 
the inside, knowing God as a, as a person, as a friend, as a lover. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu acting as Jagat Guru, he was uh, very careful in his behavior. He was very careful to follow all the rules and regulations of sannyas. But Nityanand, he didn't care for any rules. Interestingly, uh, all the we find that all the uh, avadhuts, of course there are not many of them, but devotees who act as if uh, they don't follow any specific rules, there's still one rule which they do not break. Yeah, we see uh, Vangshidas Babaji as practically like an... In, from external vision, he was insane. Gorky Shodas Babaji Maharaj also, just living in a toilet and uh, eating out of a skull. Uh, just, but they never, none of these, even though uh, exhibiting the, the behavior of total detachment from this world, from the conventions of this world, they never had uh, illicit connection with women, or any connection with women for that matter, practically. Nityananda Prabhu, uh, when, when he was residing in Navadweep, he and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they took shelter of Srivas Thakur. And particularly... Uh, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here already lost his father, Jagannath Mishra. And uh, Srivas lost his son. So on the day that Srivas lost his son, that's another great Leela, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu declared themselves as the sons of Srivas. So he said, you lost one and you got two. <laughs> so uh, Nityananda Prabhu fully entered into the spirit of this and uh, in, in identifying himself as the son of Malini, Srivasa's wife, he wanted to suck her breast. She was already an old woman, with, uh, she was already past that age. But Nityananda, he, uh, risked, he made milk come in her breast so that he could suck it. Conventionally, Nityananda was accepted as a sannyasi, although he never formally, there's no record of him formally taking sannyas. But later, either toward the end of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's manifest appearance or afterward, it's not clear to me, although I haven't researched it fully, uh, he married the two daughters of Suryadas Sarka. Two daughters, Janava and Vasundara. But there was no, uh, there was no illicit or even any trace of any illicit sexual connection. That is only for Krishna. That, of course, is also not illicit, but it, in worldly eyes it appears so. So anyway, Nityananda, we just, uh, there's a little glimpse at the glories of Lord Nityananda. His uh, glories are unfathomably deep, especially on this day we shall try to meditate on them. Once I was uh, discussing with uh, two devotees, both very learned in Gorya Siddhanta, we were, it was uh, 
shortly before Gorponima, we were in Mayapur, and we were dis- we were discussing about uh, Navadip Dham Parikrama, and uh, we all had the same uh, lamentation that the way it's conducted, one of these devotees, actually one of these devotees was initiated by Jayapataka Maharaj, but more associated with Sri Chaitanya Mata, and the other was associated with some Gorya Mata, there are so many. So many of these Gorya Mats are nowadays ISKCON also, they organize these Navadipam uh, Parikrams. But we were discussing how it's, you know, have a have a kirtan which is far too loud so you can't hear anything you can't hear the holy names then you go to a place and someone tells a story and they all say hurry bowl and they go on to the next place we were, we were discussing how maybe we should just all three go on a parikrama by ourselves and take time at each place and discuss the, uh, the depth and the significance of the various leelas that have taken place there so that, uh, that nine-day parikrama might turn into a nine-year parikrama. So. Because if we consider just uh, anything that happens in, or even any, any grain of dust in Navaridham to discuss its glories, Ananta Dev in millions of lifetimes, couldn't it? come to the end of that. So who can understand the glories of Nityananda? Who is Ananta Dei? Who can understand his unlimited glories? Bhaktivinoda Thakur describes that uh, Nityananda Prabhu conducted the first Navadidham Parikrama by taking Jiva Goswami. Recently a a, a scholar of Vaishnavism or a, a, a devotee expressed doubt to me that this had actually happened. Well, he actually didn't say about but he said, he didn't specify this, but he says that the whole book of... No, he did specify this also, yeah. He, he, he doubts many of the events recorded in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Navaridham Mahatmya, Mahat. Anyway, that's another another subject which requires research. There's so many. <laughs> we can have so many doubts about every single statement in every single Shastra. But uh, to attain the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, we have to make a, what is called in English, a leap of faith. A, a faith jump. Uh-huh. To get the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, we have to make a leap of faith. Is that what I said? We have to jump from the present position we are in, which is in Maya, into the realm of bhakti. Now, if we try to do that by building a bridge of understanding every single point that's stated about bhakti, we'll never come to any end. Because bhakti tattva is unlimited, and therefore the uh, unfaithful people they can bring unlimited objections. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him to preach Prati Gore Prati Gore Gore Gia Koro Ebika Vajja Krishna Bolo Krishna Koro Krishna Shikha. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Nitanana and Haridas to go to every door and tell people to worship Krishna, chant the name of Krishna and study Bhagavad Gita as it is. And all of Prabhupada's books. Well they didn't have Prabhupada's books in those days. We're more fortunate now. But to learn about Krishna. But Nityananda, uh, he told everyone, worship Gauranga. Say then, Gauranga. And just to make it more clear, take the name of Gauranga. Nityananda Prabhu says, Whoever, whichever person worships Gauranga, he is my life. Who can understand Nityananda Prabhu? Those who chant the name of Gauranga. So I'll stop here trying to understand. And we can chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Devotees asked Prabhupada that, well, the name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda is even more merciful, then why don't we just chant those names instead of chanting Hare Krishna? And Prabhupada said that because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told us to chant Hare Krishna. But actually chanting Hare Krishna, it's also chanting the names of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. Anyway.